Friday, April 3rd, this is how we do it. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Great Clips poster boy in training, Jerem Jordan. I think I'm a week away from Banks. Like, doot, doot. With the little comb on the front. You were getting all sorts of compliments last night. I paid a ton of people off, dude. <laughs> I, can't, I, I, don't have, I don't have cable this month because of that. Okay, true story. Uh, we were uh, speaking to the BYU Alumni Association last night, and... Surely, the shaved head had to come up in one of the questions during our Q&A. Mm-hmm. And, Jaron, you want to uh, tell the people what happened? So someone in the back said, hey, this is for both of you. Because I gave Spencer our time, like, he's not going to shave his head no matter what because he's afraid of what's underneath. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> and someone in the back said, hey, if BYU goes undefeated this season in football, will you both shave your head? And I looked at you for the confirmation and it was yes yes we'll do that bring it on and i said that's how much i believe that byu will go undefeated this year why did i hold a mic up to my mouth when i have a mic in front of me so there's that whatever that means so that's on record who else is with us who else is with us join us hashtag byusn hashtag byusn if you're with us if byu goes undefeated shave your head if byu goes undefeated into football in the 2015 season let's remind you who they play just in the first month alone, okay? At Nebraska, Boise State, at UCLA, at Michigan. I would love to shave my head this year. <laughs> Some people are saying, I'll shave my head if they go 4-0. and You know what? Undefeated gets it done. Our conversation goes 24-7 on Twitter. What Use the hashtag. Doing? What do you mean, what am I doing? You teased the Big 12 expansion, and you have not addressed it yet. I know. I'm drawing it out, man. I think the people want it now, because they're like, What? You just calm down, okay? Yeah, I'll just hang out. I'll just hang out. Our conversation continues 24-7. Again, use the hashtag BYUSN. Be a part I of can't BYU wait. Sports Nation. Members always welcome. Before we get to the Twitter question, okay. let's discuss the Big 12 expanding Ocali, an online .com. sports blog slash website reporting that the Big 12 will expand with some particulars. Jerem? Update the people. In wrestling. In wrestling only. Like three people were like, click. (laughs) Utah Valley University is a possibility for expansion to the Big 12 in wrestling. Brett McMurphy sent out a great great trolling tweet. Mark Pope is taking over. They're going to the Big 12 in wrestling. Come on. Our ESPN uh, colleague, college football insider... Sent out. <laughs> we need to find. We need to find the actual tweet. I got. I got to quote this thing. But uh, the fact that Utah Valley, in any capacity, is getting into the Big Twelve <clears throat> before BYU is. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is from uh, from Brett McMurphy. Okay. <laughs> if I can get to the tweet, it's taking a while. <laughs> Big Twelve is expanding. Double exclamation point by six teams. Dot, 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 in wrestling yeah. with the link to the Ocali column. I'm glad it's not April Fool's, but that's not funny either. <sighs> yeah. it's so not, there's that. It's, it's not going to happen. Let's do our Twitter question, Jerem. I'm depressed. Where do you hope BYU improved the most in spring ball? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We're going to talk to Bronco Mendenhall in studio coming up. I'm well now Brian not Logan. depressed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> At Eric Biggert, not dancing. <laughs> 
in reference to the Y Awards. We'll shot talk at Bronco Mendenhall. Naturally, we'll talk to his Bronco-ness about that. Yeah. It was white white chocolate coming to white Studio B. chocolate, as Brandon Bradley dubbed him. Hopefully Brandon still has a job after that. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines and what else we are talking about today. Colton Mahoney led BYU oh, baseball with a dominating pitching performance last night. The Cougs beat Portland 3-2, to a second straight win. BYU now 5-4 and in West Coast Conference play. And that, Jerem, brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It's an early addition. Colton Mahoney's 15 strikeouts were tied for third most in BYU history. 15 Ks in eight innings. The record is 20, set in 1986. What a performance from him. He's going to be drafted again, and he's going to play minor league baseball. He's a good pitcher. There are 27 outs in a baseball game. 15 of those came by strikeout. Listen, the last 15 strikeout performance I can recall from either team at at Miller Park was a dude named Steven Strasburg in 06 or 07 against Brigham. I mean, and Colton Mahoney just put up 15. Nice job. Has a no-hitter to his credit. Now has a 15-strikeout performance. BYU Gymnastics at Regionals in Berkeley, California today. Good luck to the ladies. And then it's the last day of spring football today for the BYU Cougars. It's Alumni Day as well. They'll have a closed scrimmage at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We'll have reaction uh, on the interwebs tonight from that scrimmage. And don't forget, we have a special BYU Sports Nation tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern time. We'll recap the scrimmage. We'll talk to Mitch Matthews in the studio. Is he an elite receiver? We'll talk to him about you it. You can ask him that? Yeah. Of course. Why wouldn't we? We had this huge <laughs> discussion about it. Rise and shout on a Friday. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Attitude reflects leadership. Those guys made sure the spring practices and all practices were competitive, and those guys really wanted to win. I think that same spirit is here mm. very strongly now. Not that it wasn't before, but it's very strong now, that competitive spirit. I think it's we have the right seniors in the right place, and we have a lot of leadership, and we love it. BYU wide receiver Mitch Matthews was part of the 2009 BYU football team as a young buck out of Oregon, and he talked about the culture that existed in that camp in 2009 with the likes of Max Hall and Dennis Pitta and Harvey Unga, okay? All-time greats in BYU football history. He is saying that this year the culture – and the atmosphere feels similar to that. Today marks the final day of spring football for the Cougars. One more scrimmage, as Jaron mentioned, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, closed to the public, for players to show out and coaches, hopefully, to figure some things out before the long, lonely summer. For <laughs> that months. we will fill for you. Yeah, yeah, BYU Sports Nation. Now I'm happy again. There's another another reason to be happy today. Bronco in studio and thanks for real. BYU Sports Nation continues over the summer. All right, we're going to discuss the following questions uh, today on the day that BYU has their spring finale. What did the Cougars accomplish this spring? Where did they improve? What's the biggest question mark? We'll ask Bronco Mendenhall all of those questions in 25 minutes. But number one, Jerem, I think is the culture, at least according to the players that we've talked to, the culture has changed. A couple of things popped to me about spring. One is Christian Stewart played. That's I'll always remember spring 2015 as when Christian Stewart was still the quarterback here. Two is that the receivers continued to develop and be a strength on this team. And three, that Bronco Mendenhall took over the defense and that there was an emphasis from him and the team to embrace him and the scheme. I think that BYU personnel, with, with personnel last year, 
probably had a touch more talent. Just pure athleticism. Certain guys in the secondary. I liked Robertson Daniel. I liked Jordan Johnson. You know, Craig Bills, experience there. It's a little less experience, especially in the secondary. But the D-line and linebackers bring back a lot of guys. A lot of guys. And if they embrace Broncos defense and run the scheme and are in, in the right spots, I think that they can be a better defense. And so Bronco taking over the defense, adding more experience, calling the plays, all of that, I think that the defense will be better this year, and it starts in spring. Bronco Mendenhall taking over the defense is an obvious catalyst for change on a number of different planes when you look at BYU football as a whole. But let's give some credit to the seniors, to the guys who actually have to go out on the field and execute how Bronco wants them to do so. Devon Blackman, part of BYU's elite wide receiver core. Okay, I, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry. I can't, I can't help Put myself. Put the blue sometimes. goggles on when you say that. The seniors have decided, including Devon, they don't want a repeat of 8-5. and five. And I cannot emphasize the importance of having outspoken leaders who go out and show it on the field. BYU has missed that for a little while. Listen to what Devon said. The seniors on the team came together, and we had a team meeting, and we just brought it together. And, you know, we said we're going to be a family. We're going to really look out for each other. We're going to really care for each other. We're not going to judge each other off that. We're going to really be a team. I feel like that's the biggest thing that we're doing, and we're becoming more of a team. We're playing better. We're trusting each other. we got love for one another. And, you know, that's what, it, that's what a team is. Here's what the hope is. Culture change creates mental toughness, and that allows a team to win some close games. BYU struggled with that over the past three years and going 8-5, and 8-5, and 8-5. and five. Jeremy, what do you take away from Devon Blackman talking about the family and the seniors not wanting that to happen again. Yeah, it's a good sign. I mean, it's rhetoric that we hear often associated with seniors and their you know final year and whatnot. I think that BYU has some key players uh, that are seniors. You don't have your best players and leaders aren't always necessarily seniors. That wasn't the case for BYU the past Taysom few years. Taysom Hill was a junior last year and was a fantastic leader, uh, a leader on the field. Jamal Williams uh, was a junior last year. Craig Bills and Alani Fua were your two big leaders on defense. And they got hurt, and there was a huge impact there. Uh, now you have Bronson Kafusi, Senior. Now you have that he, he's the only senior. Uh, Remington Peck. Senior. Another uh, captain from last year. It's going to be some underclassmen. I mean, in the secondary, Kai Nakua is the returning experienced guy by default. Uh, Eric Takanaka is playing well. Jordan Prater is young but talented. Michael Davis is a junior now. Those linebackers, Harvey Longy, junior. Can he be a leader on this team? Uh, Leo Tadouillier is a senior, I believe, linebacker. So who, who is going to emerge and help on the defense side of the ball? I think that everyone trusts that if Taysom Hill is healthy, the offense will be good. Really good. Think about him. Mitch Matthews, senior as well. Devon Blackman, senior. Yeah, Taysom Hill, senior. You just mentioned Blackman I'm not sure Devon Blackman Jamal is, a, is a leader senior. yet. I, I think uh, a leader yet. I think that he can be a deep threat and, and someone that's an important piece. But defensively is where the question marks are the biggest. Yeah, there are still plenty of concerns. And can Bronco Mendenhall shoulder the leadership for the defense as well? You know, here's the good thing. Because Bronco takes over the defense again, there are not just four defensive coaches. He becomes a fifth mm-hmm. defensive coach. That allows Nick Howell to work with the secondary. Just more. focus on that secondary. It's, as added, to the whole it's defense. added help to special teams. So Kelly Papinga gets a little bit of a break. Like there are things that are happening there with Bronco going back that just there are more men to help out. And that makes a difference. More dudes. How much of a difference, though? We'll talk to Bronco about that as well. Uh, another point of concern. As awesome as it has been to watch Kristen, Christian Stewart come back and ball out and allow the wide receiver core to develop and to challenge the defense, he's not going to be here in fall camp. What? 
And that leaves two guys that currently are not in Provo right now. Bo Hodge, still in high school, and Tanner Mangum, still serving his mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Isn't that an interesting thought, that Bo Hodge will go to prom soon? And he's going to be, and he's gonna be he a big a part of this be, team yeah, in the yeah. fall. You know what I mean? You just rely on certain young guys. Talented, but it'll take a little bit of time for those guys to develop. Tanner Mangum. Everyone believes that Tanner Mangum is going to be a stud. Elite 11, tri-MVP, co-MVP or whatever with Jameis Winston, who could be and likely will be the first pick in the NFL draft this fall. Tanner gets home in June. Uh, Bo Hodge will join the team uh, this summer. BYU, again, is all in on Taysom Hill. They're all in on Taysom Hill's health. Like last year, if he gets hurt, you have an inexperienced quarterback playing. That makes me a little nervous. I'm very excited that Taysom Hill is here and the queue. I think that everyone uh, feels comfortable with that and is excited about that. Can he stay healthy? That's the key to the whole season. Can he stay healthy? Because if not, there's going to be a similar situation to last year, which is leadership void. But if the defense can play a little bit better, maybe BYU can end up on the high side of eight because the Cougars gave up too many points during the transition period with Christian Stewart. Close games, UCF, uh, Nevada, those are, those are games that hopefully BYU would win in this situation with Bronco as the defensive coordinator. Can Tanner Mangum equal what Christian Stewart did this year? That was quite the performance by a guy that had never started for the Cougars. BYU all in on Taysom again, but for different reasons. He compensated for the defense last year. Bronco was not in charge. Now Bronco's back in charge. Now the offense is relying on Taysom staying healthy because there isn't a Christian Stewart. There's not and, a Christian Stewart. And we Stewart. didn't know that Christian Stewart would be as good as he was. After the Utah State game, that at the other general conference pregame show that we did, we declared that Christian Stewart was a good quarterback and that we had seen him in fall camp and that he was fantastic and that he could, he could ball. Yeah. And then we saw the numbers that he put up. If the defense had been a little bit better, BYU wins a couple of those games, as I just highlighted. But can Tanner Mangum uh, develop quickly? Do you, so you think that because Bronco Mendenhall is the defense coordinator, that the defense will, will be better this year? Because I feel that way. 100%. Does anyone not feel that way? I wonder. When he's been in charge, when has the defense not performed well? Tell me. I, we're not talking like, oh, they're a top 20 defense every year. I mean, 2012, BYU is a top five defense. But improved from last year. There, during that losing streak, BYU was giving up 40 points a game. 40 Un- points of. a game. Unheard of. That's not going to happen under Bronco men at all. Yeah, it, and the Cougars were scoring enough on offense. They just, UCF, you don't get a first down late. You, uh, you know, miss a field goal, and they go down and tie it. and whatnot. It's a play here or a play there, and I think that the offense will be better this year. You bring back most of your weapons. Where do you hope BYU improve the most in spring football? At Ryan Lewis Cooper says, Improvement area cornerback. Would like to hear Bronco comment on what the corner situation looks like right now. Well, Ryan, we're going to ask him about that. Bronco Mendenhall on the secondary, where they are right now. He joins us in 15 minutes. Up next, it's Brian Logan with his thoughts on spring ball. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. You can follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and join us anytime you feel the need using the hashtag BYUSN. Feed the need. It's your chance to get your hands on some BYUSN swag, people, for free. All you need to do is show us how you enjoy BYU Sports Nation. Tweet us a photo at BYU Sports Nation of you watching or listening to the show. 
Tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the General Conference pregame show, we will announce the winner. They'll receive their own BYU Sports Nation t-shirt, blue goggles, and wristband. Just tweet us photos at BYU Sports Nation using the hashtag BYUSN. We've had some fantastic yeah, submissions. You've, you've keep, all been executing at a very high level. Oh, man. Bronco would be pleased. <laughs> yes, he White would. White chocolate would be pleased. <laughs> this from at E. My daughter watches BYU Sports Nation every day after school, attached a picture with her underneath a BYU blanket, uh, looking like she's doing homework or something. Yeah, I think she's doing homework. Multitasking awesomeness right there. Wow. Hey, at E. Timmy E., thanks for sending that in. Shout out to your daughter for watching every day after school. That's That's awesome. That's just a taste. So many pictures. Keep them coming. Love it. Using the hashtag BYUSN. Where do you hope BYU improved the most in spring football, that is our Twitter question today. At Yip E. Kai A says, <laughs> the trenches, defensive like line, offensive that. line. It is time for them to stop being acted upon and force their will upon others. Yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. It'd be nice if this experienced D-line uh, could produce more sacks. Not just lean on those linebackers, uh, but make some plays themselves other than Take up blockers. There's there's some good players in there. I think I think they're ready to make the jump. You, I love how you said at Yip E Kai A. That's how it is. It's a great I know, Twitter I know, handle. I know, Yip E Kai A. That's exactly how Bruce Willis said it too. <laughs> uh, joining us now, BYU TV football analyst, our good friend, BYU Sports Nation backup quarterback, and GQ model in training, Brian Logan. Brian, welcome Brian! back to the show, brother. What's going on, fellas? Hey, let's ask you the Twitter question. Where do you hope BYU improved the most in spring football? Uh, obviously the defensive side, because defense wins championships, baby. So, um, you know, I think I think the offense has done a great job these last few years with, with Taysom, and I think they proved that they can be productive uh, even without him. And, and you, you know, Christian Stewart coming in and, and uh, balling out. But uh, defensively, you know, I feel like they struggled a little bit um, just with some youth and especially some injuries. So uh, I am hopeful that, uh, you know, Coach Mendenhall got these guys back into shape uh, and they are ready to, to become the, uh, the Bronco Mendenhall defense that we know that they can be. Okay, before we get your opinion on whether the defense will be better under Bronco, do you think BYU is more or less talented with the personnel going into 2015 on defense? Uh, I think they're more talented, um, and that doesn't mean that they're going to be better um, because of that more talent. Uh, they're talented, but they're, they don't have experience. That These guys are really, really young, and the fact that a lot of these guys got some good game reps, quality reps against quality opponents last year is definitely going to help out. But when it comes to the playbook, man, when it comes to those X's and O's, it doesn't matter how talented you are if you don't know what you're doing or where you're going. You know, I could be big, strong, and fast. I could run a 4-4 at the linebacker position, but if I'm going through that wrong gap and blowing up an offensive tackle for no reason, then it, it just really doesn't really matter, right? It's all for nothing. So uh, more talent, but not as experienced. Are you talking, uh, when you talk about the team, it seems like the defensive line, almost all those guys come back. The linebackers, almost all those guys come back. And then the secondary is where it's real young. Agree, disagree? Well, I, I agree, but when you look at the, the linebackers, and, and so something that I think people have to understand is somebody can be a senior, right, 
but that doesn't mean that they have experience. They don't have the, the game reps, the quality reps. And so a lot of the, the linebackers, yeah, they, they do have some of those reps. And I'm talking about more guys in spring. Um, you know, probably uh, Manoa probably has the, the, the most as far, and, and Bronson, as far as the, those reps and those game reps, quality reps. Uh, but as far as, um, you know, knowing the playbook and knowing the system being in the right spot, that's where I believe those guys are, are young at. Um, and obviously, yeah, the, 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 the secondary, yeah, age and as far as the, the repetition, um, uh, the quality gamers that they need, uh, they're lacking there. The defensive line, yeah, that's probably the most, uh, um, you know, position that, that has the, the most, uh, uh, seniority there, uh, had some good quality wrestlers or good talented guys, but, you know, personally, I don't know how big of a factor, uh, uh, the defensive line can be in a coach Mendenhall defense only because their job is to really, you know, take up, uh, blocks, you know, they're, we consider them block eaters, you know, making holes and gaps for these linebackers to get pressure on the quarterback and, 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 you know, make uh tackle for losses. So even though there's good experience there, um, you know, I'm not sure how much of a factor that they can become. So how much can Bronco Mendenhall taking over the defense make up for those concerns that you bring up, Brian? That's, that's exactly what he does, um, Coach Mendenhall. When it, when it comes to guys that don't have the experience or guys that don't have the talent, the guys that aren't the biggest, the fastest, and the strongest, he has a, a way to get guys playing um, to their full potential uh, where those things don't really matter. And so – uh, when you when you look at a team like BYU that is going to outwork you but uh, may not have the the, the most talent, uh, and then you you factor that in with with one of the uh, best defensive coaches in uh, in the nation. I mean that's a that's a pretty good formula to set yourself up for success. Uh, so I have all the confidence in the world with with Coach Mendenhall, and I mean I, I say this all the time, but you look at somebody like myself who's you know five nine on a good day. Uh, who was who was somewhat successful? You look at some of the other walk-ons, uh, you know, guys like Andrew Rich, uh, Scott Johnson that I played with in the secondary. That you know, again, weren't the biggest, fastest, strongest, but you know, we were a top 25 secondary. Uh, and so he 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 knows uh, what he has, and, and he and he does a good job of putting guys in positions uh, to to make really good plays on the field. Brian, who stuck out in spring ball specifically in the secondary? Uh, as BYU tries to replace three starters there? Uh, Michael Shelton stood out to me the most. Um, it, it's a joke because everybody's saying that's, that's mini, that's mini below, right? You know, mini below. Mini below. Uh, wow. That's what, they, <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they say, you know, even though he has like two, two, three inches on me, you know, which everybody does, but, uh, that's, that's what they're saying. It's a mini, mini Brian Logan. Uh, I think, I think I'm, I'm a little bit more, uh, handsome than he is, but, uh, you know, <laughs> Uh, I, I, he really stuck out to me the most in the secondary, and, and the reason is because of his instincts. Uh, this, this kid, his instinct, that's something that you can't coach, um, and you, you, you can't teach it. You guys just hope that these players have it. And at the corner, that's what you need. Um, and, and very instinctive. He has quick feet. He has good hips. Uh, he's physical. Uh, I love everything about him um, except for his, his, off, his off-coverage skills. Uh, and so playing in a more of a press coverage uh, up against, you know, on the line of scrimmage where he's able to, to, to press the receiver, disrupt some, some timing, I think that's his best asset, his best skill set. And that's exactly uh, uh, what, what my uh, best skill was as well as, as a cover two. 
Um, you know, really not having to worry about the deep threat, uh, not having to worry about anything except for the flat. And I could just be a natural player. I didn't have to think a lot. I could, I could play quicker because of that. Um, and because of my instincts, I was able to make good plays, um, you know, have some good pass breakups. And also, I didn't, you know, when it came down to down the field coverage, you know, I didn't have to worry too much about the deep ball, uh, you know, being 5-6 and covering 6-5 corners. So, um, you know, if he can focus on uh, his, his off-field coverage, uh, more man situations, which, you know, really what you need from a field corner in this defense, you know, I think he'll be one of the, the top uh, uh, DBs to come out of, of BYU. I, I said that about um, – uh, Michael Davis, I, I think I think I now feel like Michael Shelton is, is probably going to be that guy. Brian Logan joins BYU Sports Nation. Brian, uh, you mentioned Michael Shelton. Get, throw out a couple other names that might be new to BYU fans that maybe didn't play last year that are emerging in the secondary. Um, you know, I would say that um, – how do I pronounce his name? Takanaki? Takanaka. Eric Takanaka. Eric Takanaka. Takanaka. You know, I got to give uh, love to the JC guys, right? Um, you know, I would have him starting right now. He's competing with with Chris Badger. Um, I, I would, I, he would be a starter for me. Um, at safety, I, I like that. Yeah, at, at free safety. Um, you know, I, I keep uh, Nakua at, at, at cat. Obviously, that's that's he's had good reps there. He's he's comfortable. Uh, but as, as a free safety, I mean, he's, he's athletic. We know what he was doing at, at junior college. Um, you know, one of the top safeties in the nation as far as interceptions. You know, ball hog has some great return skills. So you obviously know he's an athlete, which mean you know, it, which is why he's playing the position, right? DBs are the most athletic players on the field, point blank, period. Um, so he's another guy that really stood out to me. Um, you know, I think when you throw Prater back in the mix. Uh, and, and, and you have and, and Coach Mendenhall can find a way, Coach Howe can find a way to get all these guys on the field. It's not the same time, but um, you know, get them on the field when certain plays are called uh, that are going to help their strengths. Uh, I, I think you'll see a, a pretty strong uh, secondary for being so young, and I mean young as far as uh, you know, lack of game reps. The one and only Brian Logan. Follow him on Twitter at BrianLogan7. We like to call him BLO as well. Thanks for the time, Brian. No problem. Yeah, please give me some follows. I got to beat Spencer. (laughs) (laughs) Shameless plug. Got to catch up, man. You're losing, Brian. You're losing. I know. I know. Not for long, though. All right, man. We'll see. (laughs) All right. See you guys. All right. Good to talk to you. Brian Logan on the secondary of BYU. Uh, Another guy that uh, we didn't talk about during the interview is Micah Hanneman, uh, who is now back from a mission. He's making a splash. That's a younger brother of Jacob. Or is he older? Yeah, that family. Heather as well, BYU volleyball. What a cousin, right? Or, was it a cousin? Yeah. Oh man, I tell you what, that family has serious talent. She sat at BYU, and then of course Jacob was a uh, what round draft pick was he? Second, third, third round, third round of the Cubs. Second pick, oh, like third, Number twenty-two pick, prospect yeah. in the Cubs organization. Second pick, third round of the Cubs. He's making waves at cornerback as well. So there, there's some guys making a splash. I think BYU's got young talent in the secondary, but Takanaka. Is a guy that I think BYU expects to play right away, a junior safety. With, it would appear that way. With right skills, now. Brian likes him. If Brian likes him, I like him. I trust Brian's opinion on the secondary. You should, because he scrutinizes that position harder than anybody I've ever met in my life. We basically have a secondary coach as an analyst. Yes. That's fun. Correct. Where do you hope BYU improved the most in spring ball? At Justin D. Sweeney says, reestablish Bronco culture on D and continued health and improvement of at J. Swag Daddy and Taysom Hill. The offense, senior leader awesomeness. What can the defense do? 
What can that defense do with Bronco Mendenhall under or in control? Again, we're going to ask the coach. Ball next. hawk. Some call him white chocolate. Others call him just Bronco. We call him our next guest on today's BYU Sports Nation. Get your dancing shoes ready. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on a Friday on BYU Radio and BYU TV. You can download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUsportsNation.com. And coming up tomorrow, we call it the General Conference pregame show, countdown to conference, whatever you want to call it. 11 a.m. Eastern time, we will be on an hour before General Conference begins. A one-hour special, BYU Sports Nation. Check it out tomorrow. To keep you up to the minute on our BYU Sports Nation headlines, Colton Mahoney leading BYU baseball with a dominating pitching performance last night. Struck out 15 batters. BYU wins 3-2 for a second straight W. BYU now 5-4 in WCC play. BYU Gymnastics at Regionals in uh, Berkeley, California today. Good luck to the ladies. And, of course, Jeremy, it's the final day of spring football. Yeah, final day of spring football. There's going to be a scrimmage uh, close to the public, but the media will be able to watch it uh, this afternoon. So final reaction from the boys and the men. There's mostly men there uh, at spring football wrapping up today. And Alumni Day, a fun day for the former players and their families to hang out. Here to decipher between the men and the boys is BYU head football coach Bronco Mendenhall, a.k.a. White Chocolate, back in Studio B. You stole the show. I'm so glad that you brought that up today. (laughs) You knew we'd lead with that. (laughs) I I absolutely did. I was actually looking at this, the BYU Sports Nation, what if – on my headset on game day, you know, the microphone. What if there's a, a little smaller version of that going right to the microphone? Or even a hashtag BYUSN. That'd be pretty sweet. Do, I, I'm serious about this. The the offensive play, play charts, like a picture of Spencer or something? Or the logo <laughs> I, I have the exact play. I have the exact play. Is it the rugby I, play? I, I have one actually for both of you. Really? Yeah. We usually don't work them, don't use them because they don't work. But mm-hmm. we, we have cards. We just, they don't work. Okay. We're going to look forward I'm to that. Saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm excited. I'm really excited. How, how are the Y Awards for you? <laughs> I, I went actually just to be a spectator, and I think for the second year in a row now, there's some reason I'm up on stage. And, yeah, yeah. We, we unleashed <laughs> the juvenile hij- hijinks on you. You went after, though. I give you credit. You, you got called up there, and you embraced it. You had to. But there, yeah. So I, I bet they, everyone's been saying, "Man, I've been a good sport." Oh, it's on the thing. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> on the TV set right now. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I don't even know what to say about that. I know hashtag white chocolate. It, it yeah. was awesome. Yeah, hashtag <laughs> white chocolate. Okay, Bronco. Uh, we promise that we'll talk about some football now. We won't talk about only oh, dancing. Oh man. Uh, but first and foremost, uh, this has been uh, an, an off-season of change for you and yeah. football, taking over the defense uh, once again. And uh, we want to know what has been the biggest change since you made that decision to do that. Man, I don't know if there's been a, a biggest change. I think the, the most effective change is it's just allowed our, our assistant coaches to be completely freed up to work with their players. and without the responsibility of coordinating coaches, without the additional responsibility of possibly scheme or strategy or, or off-season research, they've been able to just really work with their players, which has been necessary. And so I've never really viewed this as it's me taking over the defense. What I've really viewed it as adding a resource and a structural change to, to get one more experienced coach with that group. And when what I underestimated is when I took myself out of that to become the head coach, that left four coaches, not five. And quite frankly, that's, that was a, a big deal, especially with as many plays as we play now defensively with our offensive strategy. And 
Um, it just that format, not necessarily personnel, the format really didn't fit so well. So, but it has been fun to be back with uh, the players uh, on a daily basis, and and uh, I like coaching defense, so that part's been good too. What difference have you seen on the field, off the field, with you? inserted into that mix now? Mm, you know, I, I think there's always just when leadership changes, there's uh, a shift toward personality of the leader. And and so I, I love guys exactly behind the line. I love guys finishing through lines exactly. I love the discipline part. I love the accountability part uh, a lot. And I love guys trying hard. And eventually they'll learn what to do. Um, but first of all, they have to actually be able just to take the field correctly and so, yeah, I think it's been a change for them to have a focus on things that they might th- not think are football-related, but I think they're life-specific, and I think they're culture-building. So I-, I love that part of it. A couple of your loudest personalities uh, in hair and in clothing, Devon Blackman and Mitch <laughs> Matthews, have brought up the culture change, uh, specifically with us on this show. They have oh. said, you know, things, things just feel different. Mitch compared it to... Uh, how he felt in 2009 before mm. that team with Max Hall and Dennis Pitta mm. and Harvey Unga. How have you felt about the culture of this spring? I, I think it, I think it's been really strong, and I would I would um, probably trace it to leadership and organization again, um, and the people in the spot. So Frank Wintrick with our strength staff, that's been phenomenal, and that culture. Um, having Taysom back offensively, that's another strong leader there. Myself back defensively. And then obviously Coach and I coming back. And so now if you think about uh, the leadership at each one of those spots, you really can't look to a particular place and say, man, I wish we had a guy there or there. So strength and conditioning right on, quarterback right on, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator right on. And it's actually lightened the load for Coach Papinga special teams-wise. So uh, I think when you put the culture and the leadership all together and then the people with it, I think that's why they are saying what they're saying. Pretty cool. Our Twitter question today is this. I want, you, I want you to answer this, too. Where do you hope BYU improved the most in spring ball? Yeah, um, th- we've already kind of addressed it. Um, last year's team gave a, a baseline of um, not nearly the discipline, not nearly the consistency, not nearly the maturity, and then the execution that was necessary in the critical moments to hold. And so, um, man, we've put them under a lot of pressure to be disciplined, to maintain their composure, um, to then hopefully have the execution be, um, uh, again, more consistent and the team mature. And so I think that's where we've made inroads. So along with the discipline that you, you just brought in, where do you feel like the defense needs to improve the most specifically to enjoy uh, what would be a success in, in your mind? Yeah, it, it's going to be consistency in the secondary. Um, we have new players uh, in the secondary. And so uh, losing Daniel Sorensen a couple of years ago, that was a hit. Now Craig Bills, that's another one. So really, if you look at the secondary, Kainakua Kai is coming back from really a starter from the Central Florida game on by default. And so he's maturing. Eric Takanaka right now is holding down the other spot as a brand-new junior college player. Uh, Mike Davis might be called on to be uh, a starter at corner now, which he was at times last year. And Micah Hanneman is a starter at the other corner right off a of mission. So there really is the potential of three... Um, well, two part, part-time starters from a year ago and two new starters. And so that is the most volatile the position in terms of depth and um, experience. It's also the most volatile in terms of giving up points. So our, we're working around the clock, and that's another reason why I've inserted myself defensively is to give Coach Howell just every minute of every day working with that group. And so it's been the right fit, no question. And it's going to be all he can do, and he's doing a great job um, of just getting that group 
um, to where they're consistent, mature, and uh, they execute um, at a really high level. So if that's the most volatile, I guess, position yeah. group, what's the least volatile? D-line. D-line and, and front seven. So linebackers, they're, they're still not a ton of experience, but they're youthful, and there's all kinds of talent. D-line is the kind of the grandfatherly group, and we already know that they'll be able to play and play really well. And so first, least volatile D-line, second, linebackers, third, um, in terms of consistency, is the secondary. Do you have an inside linebacker that can be that guy like we talked about on signing day? We'll see. Um, Austin Heater has done a really, really nice job of being that guy in terms of leadership and consistency through spring. Being able to make the dynamic plays and doing having the production to go with it, that remains to be seen. Um, Harvey Longy has not been in spring, but he probably has the ability to cover the field and do all that, adding the consistency. So you kind of It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And then if you go to the Buck linebacker, Manoa Pakula, Jeremiah, um, those two guys, almost the same scenario as the Mike linebacker. The one inside backer that's emerging this spring that's been really, really a pleasant surprise is Philip Amone. Hmm. He, he can play. Um, and that's been really fun to see. Bronco Mendenhall, white chocolate, bringing the flavor <laughs> on a Friday. Bringing the flavor. Coach, we, we appreciate the time. Always great to talk to you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Where do you hope BYU improved the most in spring ball? Bronco just told us what he thinks. At Divine 93 says, I hope the pass rush has improved. He said the defensive line is what he's least concerned about right now, interestingly enough. More on that Bronco Mendenhall interview coming up. What we took away from that, but first, with the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at cougarclub.com, and welcome to the club. Man, every time we talk to him, a lot of stuff that comes out. White chocolate brings it, man. Every time. A dominant performance on the mound by a BYU pitcher. More on that in 10 minutes. And what you can take away from the Bronco interview next. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Studio B. We just talked to Bronco Mendenhall. More on what we took away from that interview in just a bit. But first, a reminder, a kindly reminder, to watch BYU TV or listen to BYU Radio tonight. 8 Eastern, Game 2 versus Portland tonight. Spencer Linton, Gary Shady on the call. That is correct. That is all. Beat the Pilots. Game two of a three-game series. How much time does Bronco Mendenhall, by the way, have to get his defense, and that secondary specifically, ready for Nebraska? Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 155. 155. Next Wednesday? 150? Yeah. Five months. Five months. (sighs) 150 feels small, shorter than five months for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea why. It is it's the so same long. amount of time, I believe. I mean, after today, it's zero BYU football until August 1st-ish when fall camp starts. July 30, 30th, 31st. Yeah, I mean, there are expectations laid out for all of the players by the coaches, but it's up to the players to make that happen. We can't go watch them train in the summer on the outdoor practice. Oh, wow. Okay. Player run practice. Fun. You know, that's not a thing that people go watch. It's going to be a long four months, but we're going to keep you entertained on this show all summer. We get asked all the time, do you guys still do the show during the summer? 
Yes. Yes. Every single every, day. Every day. Sometimes Saturdays, like tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern, we'll be on. We'll be on an hour earlier than usual as we count down to conference. Back to Bronco Mendenhall now. Some of the things that he said really struck me, and I want to bring up this one first. I've never really viewed this as me taking over the defense, just an additional resource and another body to help on the defense. That's true. It's us saying, taking over. <laughs> taking over is a strong way of saying that. Now, and he laid that out nicely where he said, because I'm back on the defensive side, it takes less pressure off of Nick Howell, obviously, and Kelly Papinga. I think that's important. At special teams. Really important. Also, then they can yeah. focus on those more. Bronco, Bronco Mendenhall wanted to see what happened. In, if Taysom Hill had not been injured, maybe Nick Howell's still the defensive coordinator. Maybe Bronco isn't back as heavily involved. Yes, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. But because of what happened and the possibility of that again, he, he uh, is the defensive coordinator again. Now, Nick Howell has called the plays without being the defensive coordinator, but Bronco Mendenhall is, is going to run the defense as well as call the plays this season. Bronco also said this. When we asked him, what, what do you like most that's happening right now? What are you encouraged about? Quote, I love the discipline part and the accountability part. And eventually they'll learn what to do. He's hinted at that quite a bit this, this spring of, we're just trying to get people in the right spots at this point. Because of what Brian Logan highlighted, which is game reps, uh, practice reps with the ones and twos. There's some guys that just haven't had that. And so come September 5th against Nebraska, I think BYU will be a disciplined, committed, good schematic team. And that, in many instances, overrules talent. If you can be in the right spot, you're in a better, you have a better chance to make the play instead of being talented and trying to freelance sometimes. BYU had that on defense, specifically in the secondary, at times last season. Brian Logan brought that up as well, and we've discussed it on the show numerous times. Bronco Mendenhall gets the most out of his guys. He does. He's got a track the ones that buy in. He's got a track record of guys that believe in his scheme and what he does. When they do what they're supposed to do, his defense works. He's a good defensive coach, so why not use him as the defensive coach? That's what he's going to do this year. Fact. Last year's team, he said this as well, gave a baseline of not nearly the consistency, the discipline, or the maturity. So Chris Badger wasn't the only one that felt that way no. earlier this week. That's not news. Okay. When you win eight games, you can point at certain things to say, you know what, we can improve in these areas. And that's what BYU is doing. More consistency, discipline, maturity. To have Bronco Mendenhall as the defensive coordinator, to me, means that the defense is going to head in the right direction with those All of a things. sudden, they will be more consistent and more disciplined and, it's not all and of, more mature. And it's not all of a sudden. It's this whole spring. It's the player run practices in the summer. It's all of fall. There's going to be an eight-month buildup to where the defense can figure that out. Now, the offense, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. You're a top 25 offense. You bring back Taysom Hill. Hopefully, Jamal Williams gets healthy quick. You add a couple pieces into the mix on offense. The line is more experienced. You should be better on offense. Let's go top 20. Let's go top 15 with yards and points. The seniors on offense are comparable to the seniors on offense back in 2009. We've been drawing comparisons to that team, the culture. Max Hall, senior leader. Taysom Hill. Senior quarterback leader. Okay, Harvey Unga, senior leading running back. Jamal Williams, senior leader running back. Happy birthday to Jamal today. I believe he turns 14. Dennis Pitta was Just BYU's kidding, 20. best receiver. <laughs> he was a tight end, yes, but he was an amazing receiver de facto. 
And now BYU he has was elite. Mitch Matthews. Dennis Pitta was elite. Uh, yeah, most receiving yards for a tight end in NCAA history. Elitist. <laughs> like the whole world fill us. Continues. Elitist. There were, there were a theme to this week's show. So it, would, <laughs> it would be elite. Okay. Now the point is this, the leaders on offense are there and they are seniors. Okay. So there is consistency, discipline, we hope. And maturity built into that. Plus, there's Kurt Henderson. He's actually 26 years old. Oldest player on the team. Correct? <laughs> yes. By like two years. Last year, I thought he was a senior because he was 25. <laughs> He's 26. Now, Bronco talking about consistency <laughs> in the secondary is the most volatile position in terms of depth. That's where he hopes BYU got, the bet, got better the most in spring is in the secondary. Working around the clock is what he said about Nick Howell and himself to try and compensate for that, bringing up Kai Nakua, Eric Takanaka, Michael Davis, and Micah Hanneman as a guy off a mission starting right now. Jordan Prater, Michael Shelton, other cornerbacks, Chris Badger in the mix is a safety as well. Michael Wadsworth is in there. Uh, So BYU's got some, they've got some guys in the secondary. It's certainly going to be the most inexperienced group, but I, I like some of those guys in the secondary. Where do you hope BYU has improved the most in spring ball? You just heard what Bronco Mendenhall thinks. Tell us what you think using the hashtag BYUSN. Next, we get you caught up on everything that's going on in Cougar sports this weekend, plus sounds of the week. That is correct. BYU Sports Nation continues. Week? BYU Sports Nation, presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. The Cougars finish spring ball with Alumni Day today and a team scrimmage tonight in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Woo! Baseball. BYU beat Portland 3-2 last night. Colton Mahoney had 15 strikeouts. Woo! Tied for the third most in BYU history. Game two of a three-game series with the Pilots tonight. Eight Eastern, six Mountain on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Softball. Cougars start the first of a three-game series at St. Mary's at 6 Eastern tonight. The Cougars are 11-0 all-time against the Gales. Tennis. Men's tennis will host Pacific, and the women's team will face off against Rice. Both the two Eastern at the BYU Outdoor Tennis Courts. Swimming and diving. Nice owl. Thank you. So Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Awards for the Cougars. Our guy Jake Taylor earned Swimmer of the Year Award, and John Brooks and Keith Russell both named Coaches of the Year. Track and field. The track team will split up today to compete in both the Stanford Invitational and the other half at the San Francisco State Distance Carnival. (laughs) Carnival? Sign me up! Gymnastics. Clown question, bro. The Cougars travel to (laughs) Berkeley to compete in the NCAA Regionals tomorrow. A top two finish will advance the Cougars to the NCAA Championships. Good luck. Look, Ross. The second ranked men's team plays Simon Fraser tomorrow at 9 Eastern in. Provo. Coming up tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, a special BYU Sports Nation, an hour before General Conference, right here on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Mitch Matthews, will the join elite us receiver. On the program. He, he'll be the elitist receiver on the team <laughs> on, that's on the show tomorrow for the Lakers. One of my favorite parts of the show every week happening now. It is Sounds of the Week.
You know what I mean? I had a lot of things going for going wrong for me last year. You know, I just or this year just I learned from that. Just keep focused and overcome adversity, and there is a plan for me. I feel really good. Honestly, this is the best I've ever felt since the injury. And I, I told Coach, you know, jokingly, knew him, he he wouldn't let me, but I, I really wanted to go today. Thing is, I felt like I could go. The biggest question was my speed, uh, and I think they were guessing, you know, four six, four seven. I think I kind of blew that away. Oh, I was so careful because I really did not want to pay for that. I'll tell you what. But the thing is with Taysom, I think his was snug by choice like if I could have a suit that fit me I, I would <laughs> you know it's amazing it's the first time this season we've we've actually scripted something and it, and it worked out exactly how we wanted it whenever you get hurt like that injury you just have to have people that believe in you because no one believes in you that you're going to come back it's the odds are against you questions will he ever be the same and I set the goal to come back and be better whatever opportunities you know given to me if it's here in the states or overseas or South America wherever you know wherever the opportunity is I'd like to you know continue playing when you put the culture and the leadership all together and then the people with it I think that's why they are saying what they're saying today's rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter help when you need it most dexterlaw.com as if we would give it to anybody else as if besides the guy who struck out 15 batters Colton Mahoney yeah 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 it was great 15 Ks that's third most in BYU history Sarah out without an H because H's are yeah <laughs> <laughs> where, where do you hope BYU improves the most? People that haven't seen that skitter like, where, yeah. What? Where do you hope BYU improves the most in spring ball? At TX Colonel says, stopping the pass. Both front line pressure and DBs. Too many quarterbacks have their best game against BYU. Thanks to Bronco Mendenhall, Brian Logan, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN and BYUSportsNation.com. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Nathan Solberg. Oh, we're going deep into the annals for that. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow.